Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I put two condoms on my feet and just ran at her. Um, <laughs> just slid. <laughs> I used to love skinny as a child. Wee! <laughs> oh man, that scene would have been so much better like that. He just puts two Johnnies on his feet and fucking goes for it. We should do that. It would have made sense because doesn't Jay like bring like a thousand Johnnies? Yeah, he does. And then he gives one to, it always sticks to me, he gives one to Simon and goes, go on, fill that one up for me. <laughs> yeah, fill her up for me. And it makes oh me feel God, so yeah. grim. <laughs> so one up for me. <laughs> <laughs> Grim, I love it. <laughs> hello, hello. It's me again, Mork from Goats. I'm joined by Vinny and Seb. Obviously. No Gary from Down the Pub this week, unfortunately. But you are, in fact, listening to the greatest podcast of all time, where we discuss the greatest stuff of all time. Each week we pick a topic, suggest two nominations for the GOAT of said topic, and then the crowning ceremony begins as we declare one of them the GOAT. It's very, very simple. If you like the podcast, then just give it a cheeky five-star review. Smash that, smash that five-star review button. Head over to the Instagram at the underscore goats underscore pod. Give that a cheeky follow. And most importantly, just tell your mate. Just tell your best mate. And if just you haven't got it. any mates to tell, just just tell us. It's fine. We'll, we'll listen to it. It's okay. Don't worry it's about it. Log, at least you got it's us. A DM. Yeah, at least you got us. But anyway, with all of that out of the way, I actually have a little shout out to give before we start. Oh, yeah? And I also need to give some clarification. Now, I'm going to shout out Paxton, my main man Paxton, who private messaged me on Instagram, because he messaged me and wanted me to just clear something up uh, that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the show. He asked me and wanted to know exactly what I meant and what exactly are chemtrails. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure Seb, obviously, you know, we all know, he messaged me the other day and he said that he believed in them. And he could go on probably for hours and hours and hours about what chemtrails were. Like, the message I had was, like, so fucking long. Um, it was, like, one of those things, you know, when you, like, fucked up and your message just sends you, like, an absolute essay and you just think, should I just reply with, like, okay? <laughs> um, <it> was, <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you're <laughs> I like, I better that. fucking not. I will literally die. Um, <laughs> but pretty much what chemtrails are, Paxton, and anyone else who wants to know, is they're those little streaks across the sky that planes leave and um, those little streaks, it's not air, like everyone thinks it's air. Obviously it's not, according to Seb. It's actually chemicals and it's like nanobots and shit and it's being used to like spread across the globe, you know, it's being injected and pumped into the atmosphere by like the Illuminati and the government and all that kind of stuff. It's just, like control you and brainwash you, influence you, control the, control the population. It's very simple and obviously, according to some people, Seb, 
they're real. And that's it. That's that's what chemtrails are. You know, it's not a big deal. It's fine. It's, you know, it's totally okay to believe in them. People believe in crazy stuff. Pig man, Seb again. Um, you know, Nazis were fine, Seb again. Um, and um, chemtrails, you know. <laughs> that shriek you just did. That's a pig. The big man. Yeah, there you go. I said I'd let Paxton know what chemtrails were. That's it. Seb, is that an accurate description, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you missed a few bits out. Um, but you for, are the expert. for you sort of normies, I think that's a pretty good sort of overview of what a chemtrail is. Um, I'll actually leave my website down below, uh, bigasschemtrails.com, where I just <laughs> give people all the up-to-date information on chemtrails and how to avoid them. Doing God's work. What is the best defense against chemtrails? Do you, just, just so we know. Um, I always, this is what I always say to people. Um, and honestly, this is probably the best advice I can give for any problem, really. If you think that there's a chance that the government's getting in your head, um, that they're, you know, impacting your life, um, in any way, um, or that like your job or like, you know, the people above you, the man is, is trying to get you down. Um, just. <laughs> we gotta cut that that is fucked up what you just said <laughs> that is fucked up <laughs> oh no oh no oh my god Sweet, right, link to Seb's uh, website below. Um, Bigasscamtrails.com how, <laughs> how have you both been? Uh, yeah. You been alright, Vinny? How's, a, how's job hunting? Someone messaged me and was like, hey, look, I like, I like your CV. Do you, are you free for a chat on LinkedIn? And I was mm. like, oh, yeah. And I noticed he sent that message a week ago. And I was like, ooh. Ooh, whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> did, you, did you reply? Uh, yeah, I replied today, yeah, but like, I just haven't been on LinkedIn in like two weeks. So treat just... treat him mean to keep him keen, mate. That's that's the mm. that's the that's the strat. Right. You know? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Keep him waiting. Exactly. You don't want to be like, oh, oh yeah, please can I have a job? Oh yeah, please. Like you just gotta be like, what? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, all right. <laughs> like I can yeah, what what do you want? I can do numbers and shit. Yeah. Do, you my, do you want my autism yeah. results? Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> Prove I'm autistic. It just says it just says he's got autism and the rain mankind and you just put it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll oh, yeah, Lord. that'll definitely get you a I'll job. Get your job. I don't need to ask you how you've been because we obviously were on a stag do on the weekend. That was just, that was fun, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Mate, how it was, was that? Great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was a good laugh. Pretty yeah. pretty good actually. I think yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I actually had a banging nice. time, um, made some new mates, and just had a great laugh. Obviously, what goes on tour stays on tour. So, oh yeah, yeah, we won't um, mm. yeah, all we those won't disclose details, all those hookers we buried in that forest. That's just between <laughs> yeah. us. Um, we just mm. won't tell you where they're buried. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> well, that sounded like a really good weekend, boys. Really good weekend. Um, it was a good weekend, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, shall we? Shall we jump right into the episode? Should we get right into it? I reckon so. This? I reckon so. Let's do it then. Right. So, we've all been there. You get an email from a Nigerian prince, and he tells you that he's got fifty million Ugandan dollars in a bank account that he can't access. He needs your help. If you pay him a small fee, say 1,000 British pounds, it will release the funds for him. And to reward you, he will not only reimburse you your cheeky grand, but he'll send you 1 million Ugandan dollars as a reward. So, you send the money. Because, come on, he's a prince. He needs help. But you never receive your reward. You've just been conned. Now, the Nigerian prince scam... It's an absolute fucking classic. But what other expertly devised cons and con artists are out there? Well, that's Seb and Vinny's job this week. 
to find out and present me with their pick for the greatest con of all time. So, who is going first? Me, please. Remember the new rule? Don't just raise your hand. You have to audibly say it. First of all, I think before we crack on with what I think is the greatest con, I think I just want to go over a little bit about what a con is because I find cons very interesting. It's very like psychological. And I think that's an intriguing prospect, the idea that you use someone's confidence against them. It's a bit like sort of some sort of martial art of the mind. You use their momentum against them. Now, Is that where con comes from? Yeah, yeah. So I'll go through that now. I'm glad you are. Oh, sorry, yeah. So a con is short for a confidence trick, and a con artist is a confidence artist. So it's the act of persuading a person or group of people to believe in something that is a lie for your own gain. Now, this can be done in a number of ways. It's normally done by convincing someone that the product or service that they are buying is of much higher value than it actually is or of any value whatsoever or by convincing them that the scheme that they have entered is much more financially successful than it is in reality or is financially viable at all. Nine out of ten times it is to defraud you for financial gain. There's some like weird, you know, but even if you're defrauding someone out of their house or something, it's still for financial gain in the, gain in the long run. There's very few mm. times someone does a confidence trick on you for something other than your money or your possessions. And I just thought I'd go over some of the steps that are well known to be used in cons or confidence tricks. Now, these are were written down by Edward H. in his book, The Confessions of a Confidence Man. So he's a real con man. And this is what he described. And a lot of these little sayings, you'll be like, oh, I've heard that in other, mm. like in common parlance. So okay. step one is the preparation in advance of the actual scam. And this is called the foundation work. Now, this could be setting up the fake business or putting together a team. Son of a bitch, I'm in. And it's basically getting together the sort of, scheme before it's taking place so you don't want to go into a confidence trick unprepared now for instance i just thought i'd do it a bit of an analogy here for instance you know how i love an analogy especially an analogy Mm -hmm. that doesn't quite work so for instance Mm. in football (laughs) this would be setting up a plan of action within your team to offload a player for more than they're worth so a player that's maybe causing you some problems and you're like well you know you come together and you say well how are we going to do this Step two is the approach, which is when you approach your specific victim, you know, the person that you think or the, the, the people you think are the most susceptible. The mark. The mark, exactly. In our example, the most obvious mark in all of world football would be approaching Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so step three. Or Chelsea nowadays, to be fair. Or Chelsea. Step three is the build up which is when you give the victim the opportunity to participate in the scheme. And you normally do this by making them feel that they are either lucky to be a part of the scheme or by playing up to their own vanity or greed by saying something like, you're a big club. You deserve to sign a player of this caliber. Now, in our instance, that would be saying, hey, you know, you deserve to have a world-class centre-back. And in this instance, it's important to give them a kind of false sense of confidence. Mm. Now, Mm -hmm. this is when you say stuff like, Liverpool have just signed Virgil van Dijk. Look what a difference he's made. Manchester United deserve a a similar level of elite centre-back. Now, then, there is the payoff convincer. Now, this is Mm. when the victim receives a small amount of payout or demonstration that the scheme is effective. So this is really common in something like a Ponzi scheme where you give, you know, like a pyramid scheme. You give all Mm. your money to some big scheme and for the first month, they'll give you some massive payout. You're like, fucking hell, I just made fucking 200 quid off selling Tupperware. The next month, it's going to be two quid. But you're already roped in because you believe that it can work. Yeah. 
Now, in our example, that would be maybe showing some underlying numbers that appear to suggest that you have a centre-back of, of similar value to Virgil van Dijk in your squad, and you might be willing to sell them. Then there's the in and in. This is step five, and this is a co-conspirator who pretends to be a bystander to add legitimacy to the trick. Now, this is done by initially seeming, seeming skeptical. Initially seeming skeptical. Initially seeming skeptical. So that would be like saying, do you know what? I don't know if that player is actually worth that much money. But then they have a look at the underlying numbers and go, do you know what? I think they might be. And they, That's Manchester City. Exactly. Because exactly. they were interested. They were like, oh, I don't know if he... Maybe... 60 million because well, he is good. This brings me on to my next point. Right. Then there is the hurrah. And as you so correctly identify, this is done by creating a false sense of impending doom or a change yeah, in the levels. Yeah, yeah. So in our example, that would be Manchester City putting in a bid of 60 million. And then Manchester United thinking, God, well, if he's worth 60, we're going to have to pay 70 or we're going to lose him. Mm. Now, if it goes successfully, your victim will become flustered and actually pay £75 million for a centre-back with the underlying numbers of an orange and whose highlight <laughs> is a fight in Mykonos. However, <laughs> it's important to say that this is just an example. Yeah. And contrary to popular belief, I do not believe that the greatest con... Is the seventy-five million pounds that Manchester United played for Harry Maguire? Mm. I think it's up there. Wasn't it eighty million though? I think it might have been eighty. I think it was seventy-five plus add-ons, which is yeah, such an extortionately large of money, large amount of money. Yeah, and he's the most expensive defender of all time. Was yeah. What on the fucking earth? Anyway, it's a confidence <laughs> trick. We've just been through how they were made to feel. They were told yeah. he's an elite centre-back. You're an elite yeah. club. You deserve yeah. this. Look. Buttered them up, yeah. They just signed Virgil van Dijk from Southampton. You can sign this fucking random from Leicester. Yeah. Equals equals. <laughs> yeah. On paper, they're the same guy. The point is, I don't believe that Harry Maguire is the biggest con on earth. Yes. In fact, the real con mm -hmm. is one that's a lot closer to home and annoys me a lot more than Harry Maguire because, to be honest with you, I couldn't get less of a shit. It's only fucking football, isn't it? Right. Mm. No, the con that I'm talking about is one that I think we probably all participated in. And are we all ready for another round of Seb's fucking soapbox? Because this is one <laughs> that really pisses me off and I think Michael oh, can okay. already see where this is going. <laughs> Of course, the con I'm here to talk about today is none other than those fucking diabolical cunts at the National Lottery. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So, every week, millions of people across the UK spend tens of millions of pounds, tens of millions of, spend tens of millions of pounds on lottery tickets. And they do so based on some very similar factors to the ones I listed above. Now, first of all, they believe, through advertising and news coverage, that there is a chance of winning a substantial amount of money through the National Lottery. And secondly, they believe that by entering, they are giving to a good cause, because the National Lottery likes to make a big old fuss of the fact that they give some of the money they make to charity. Yeah, That's good, no. though, isn't it? Helping disabled children is good, isn't it, Seb? Yeah, it is good. Yeah, But I'll come to why there are better ways of helping <laughs> disabled people than just turning up to some sort of greed roulette. Anyway, <laughs> now one of those is partially true and one of those is a complete lie. Yes, the National Lottery does give a proportion of the money spent on tickets to charitable causes. Around 23 pence for every £2 you spend on tickets gets mm. given to taking disabled kids to Lapland or whatever. 
That's like 11.5p per pound. Thank you, Vito. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have to make that noise? Is that like the autism signal? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my inner calculator came out. <laughs> yeah. The autism unibrain connected for a second and yeah. you're like, everyone in the radius looked up at the sky like this and just did it. Yeah, I connected with all my autistic brethren. Yeah. <laughs> to work out fucking 23 divided by two. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get you know everyone what? on board for that one. <laughs> That's actually not that bad a return, Seb. I'll tell you one one charity in the UK, which is the largest charity in the UK, which has a worse price per pound ratio of money given to the cause. Is it the church? Do you know what it is? No. It's not, that's not a fucking charity. Well, they call themselves a charity. It's not, though. Do you know what it is? Don't I. What? Come on. Come on, Seb. Is it is Harry Maguire again? You know what it is. Is it the Help know, for Heroes know. beer where they give, like, 2p? No, no. It's the fucking cunts at the Donkey Sanctuary. <laughs> that's what it is. They're the largest, most profitable... Most... This just... The most profitable <laughs> charity in the UK. Isn't that like an oxymoron? Exactly. Our, our, our uh, charities are by nature supposed to be non-profit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry to just get distracted, but I don't think there's ever going to be another time for me to quickly rant on the dog. No, no, you go ahead. Fucking robbing <laughs> bastards, right? Those motherfuckers, right, they have enough money to save every single donkey ever born and that will ever be born and probably have a, invent a fucking time machine and go back in time and save every donkey that has ever been born. But do they do that? No, they do not. They do not care about saving the donkeys. They willingly let them all suffer so that the CEO and the people that work there can cash in on their, like, £200,000 a year salary. Like, they built this fucking mega cafe complex. It costs, like, five million quid. They could have literally saved every single donkey in the Middle East for that money. But no, they built a fucking cafe and charged you seven pounds for a coffee. It's utter bullshit. It's utter bullshit. And they get all these old grannies who die to leave their entire life savings worth, everything, to save the donkeys. And some fucking cunt who's, like, head of marketing just robs it. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. How scummy the Donkey Sanctuary are. Fuck you, Donkey Sanctuary. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said unbelievable, Michael, because it's almost as unbelievable as your chances of winning the fucking lottery. So, can I just nice. get a heads up for that fucking segue? Um, well, now, me. yes, statistically, there is a chance that you can win the lottery, right? Statistically, yeah. like legally speaking, there is a chance. No. Because people do win it. No, you will not win it. I would bet my life. I would say to you, Michael, mm. buy a lottery ticket every day for the next 10 years, and if you win, I'll kill myself. Mm. And I will take <laughs> those odds happily. I would do it as a joke. And if it yeah, can't... slim odds, but you could do it, because people do win it. No, 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 no. People win it, but you won't win it. That's like saying people crash cars. Doesn't mean you're going to crash your car, does it? You get in well, your car has. every day. I could. Well, I've crashed. Right. The po- right. People die. <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 wait. People die. I had in- that deer the other day. <laughs> people die in plane accidents, do they not? If I said, I think if yeah. I buy this ticket, I'm going to die in a plane accident, you'd say you need to be fucking sectioned, right? <laughs> so let's just wind it back. Mm. Now, to, to, just put, put, to just put across my point, right? Mm hmm. I get so angry about this, I actually find it difficult to talk. To just put across my point, right? This confidence trick, and it is a confidence trick, plays on the fact that the human brain cannot possibly comprehend the tiny odds of winning. It plays on the fact Mm. that you cannot comprehend what 45 million to one actually looks like. Mm. So you think, oh, I might win. Just... I'm telling you now, you play worse odds than that every day you leave your fucking house and nothing has ever happened because of it. You will not, I repeat, will not win the lottery. You will not. Someone will, but it won't be you and I'll bet my life on it, okay? It it could be me, though. It could be, but it won't. Yeah. You could die in a plane accident. I would bet my life that you won't. Now, just to put into perspective, because like I said... I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, I'll link the fucking thing, whatever I found in the description, but I obviously I'm not an academic, 
contrary to popular belief. But I believe the most the human brain can ever comprehend is about one in 1,000. That's like the worst odds that we can like fully wrap our heads around. And anything above that, we just think is probably about the same. Hmm. Like, you are not as likely to die in a plane crash as you are to win the lottery. You are significantly more likely to die in a plane crash. And just think now, I want you to all think in your heads, how many people do you know that have died in plane crashes? None. How many people do you like? Not personally, but that football player did, didn't they? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but this is how they fucking get you. Because you look (laughs) at people on the... You can look at people on the news and say, oh, there's people on the news that won. Do you know anyone personally? Yes, you know someone on the news that died in a plane crash. Do you know anyone personally who won the lottery? And by win the lottery, again, we're not talking about those small returns that I talked about in the first bit. Winning a pound on the lottery does not vindicate the fact that you might win 45 million. The odds of you winning a pound are... quite high the odds of you winning 45 million are exceptionally low okay Mm. that's those small returns i talked about at the top of the show okay do you know anyone personally who won the actual fucking lottery Mm, i don't think so no exactly do you know anyone personally who died in a plane crash no do you still get in planes yes fucking move on now do i still play the lottery (laughs) now here's here's the thing just (laughs) just to put things into perspective i've got a list i found this online of things that are more likely to happen to you than winning the lottery number one becoming a saint about one in 20 million chance of becoming a saint same winning an oscar about one in 11 million number three dying because you're using the wrong-handed tool So dying because you're using something designed for a left-handed person or a right-handed person and you're the opposite hand is Mm. more likely to kill you than you are to win the lottery. Number four, having identical quadruplets. Do you know anyone? Think in your minds now. Do you know anyone with identical quadruplets? No. Becoming an astronaut. How many astronauts do you know? None. Being hit by a meteor. How many people do you know that have been hit by a meteor? Is it none? I think it probably is. (laughs) Eight. And finally, and again, this really plays into my whole, they might show Mm. you people who've won, but you don't know any of them. Being bitten by Luis Suarez. Yes, you can name two people who've been bitten by Luis Suarez. Do you know any of them personally? No. Okay. Being bitten by Luis Suarez is surely less likely. It... Less likely than winning the lottery. That's surely like two in eight billion because only two people have ever been bitten by Luis Suarez. Yeah. I mean, it's just in the stupid list, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's probably as a professional footballer you're more likely to be bitten by Luis Suarez, you know? Oh, right, okay. It depends if he's had his lunch or not that day, so you should look at the kickoff time. To be honest with you, the rest of them were on the list and I just put the Luis Suarez on because I thought it was funny, all right? So let's just be be transparent right now. Okay, dokie. Now, I'm not, I've written I'm not going to be honest with you, but I am going to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know why it annoys me so much. I really don't. I wish it didn't, but it just fucking makes my blood boil, right? I've only done Mm. it once and I felt sick with myself after I'd done it. Now, I think it's the fact that it's like the world's stupidest version of tax. It's like if we all pay a little bit, instead of giving out based on who needs it, right, we're going to give 40% to a charity that we have that might like that could we don't have any say on what's happening with that that's just going to a charity right we're going to give the other 40-ish percent to one random person that's insane mm. and then we'll give 20-ish to just some random fuckers who run an online lottery to pay their yeah. massive salaries it's stupid and it doesn't work out well for anyone most people who play end up spending a bit of their hard-earned cash on nothing Yes, I will concede that a few disabled kids go to fucking centre parks, and that is a good thing. I'm not saying it's not, right? What about all the uh, sports stuff? What about, like, getting women into football? and like? Yeah, all right. Some kids go to centre parks and some women get to play football. I'd like to think we could achieve that without fucking playing the lottery. Now... Obviously not. (laughs) Then finally, some bloke in a council house gets an ungodly amount of money has no idea what to do with it and ends up in the sun five years later with nothing left but a Ferrari he can't insure and a cocaine habit. And that is why I think the National Lottery is the greatest con of all time. Because you're made to think that you have a chance of winning 
and that you're doing a good thing. And in reality, you'd be better off just giving that money to charity and moving on. No, that was cool. I never really thought about the national lottery being a con, um, to be honest. But yeah, yeah I guess it is if you can't yep. really win. It definitely definitely is a con. Yeah, um, it is. But for the middle bit, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed that, Seb. For the middle bit, I thought we would just talk and continue our theme of like a little chat, chatty segment. Mm. Um, so this is chatty segment. I don't know how many little chatty segments we've done now, but... Uh, I thought we'd just talk about if you've ever been conned, not playing the lottery or going to the Dong Sanctuary, or if yes. you can remember any like cons or anything yes. like that that you've been involved in. Because one, yes. one quickly that I know that I fucking hated mm. back in the day, and this was definitely a con. It was old Facebook hack scams. I don't know mm. if you remember these. Like someone would post something, and like this is also I think the origin of clickbait as well. They would like post a dodgy news article, and it would say shit like. Let's look at someone Bin Laden's dead body, and obviously I'll be like, "Fuck yeah!" And click on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like every single person in your friends list has like been sent some dodgy link or like something like that, and you're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, I've just been, I've just been swindled." Because mm. then all what you got to do then is come out and do like a massive apology status, be like. Guys, no one click on that link I sent you. I've just been hacked in quotation marks yeah, like some hacked. fucking Russian hackers at you. <laughs> Not really. You just clicked on like see see insert name celebrities tits here, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that was in like 2009 and no one would fall for that anymore other than Vinny's dad because I got a random <laughs> Facebook message from him a couple of months ago saying click this link, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, Don, what the fuck? This I has think... been this is like a bit of over a decade these have been out, fifteen years or whatever, and you're still clicking on CX celebrities tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally me me, my dad and like my sister and maybe my brother or something have like a little group chat together and that was like where I saw it and I just like he just sent that like so oh, check this out and just, yeah. like, no one said I just like gave a thumbs up like cheers dad <laughs> yeah and then he has to, and then he puts out this, the apology status no one clicked the link I've been hacked because I tried to see fucking Katie Price's tits or Osama Bin Laden's dead body God, Katie you tried Price, to see Osama Bin Laden's tits <laughs> see Osama Bin Laden's tits here yeah it's always like some really weird dodgy pixelated thing and you're like oh fuck I reckon oh is this one gonna actually have the picture oh I'll click it <laughs> Do you know what I went? Th- this is not a scam. One scam I have fallen for is um, similarly is the message. Oh my god, have you seen this video of you? And yes, because I'm yes. such a twat and I'm very vain, I'm always just like, oh, I want to see the video. I've I fell for that a lot when I was a kid. I haven't fell for that in a while. Mm. The other thing that I've I've chased the dragon on just to see where it leads is um, the dick pills and singles on Pornhub. It's just like seeing oh, where no. those links go. Not oh, because I want no. them, just to see where it goes. Like I just, I, I remember being where like... Where do they obviously... go? Because I'm curious. Where do they go? So it always takes you... The first thing that happens, you have to give your credit card. That's like... Yes, it, right. For the singles. Yeah. So I've never been further than the credit card splash screen on like <laughs> hotukrainianwomen.com. I'm always like, well, that's fucking <laughs> stupid, isn't it? The dick pills <laughs> will always be like a fucking trail of breadcrumbs that leads you to some herbal dick pills that cost you an absolute fortune and are like yep. quote unquote scientifically proven to give you an absolute wonger um <laughs> and they do not yeah that's such an easy scam to fall for yeah yeah mate you should try them my yeah my 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 scams are nothing like that i've got two they, they both happened on the same three week trip around europe gallivanting across europe um yeah one was in paris and all i basically i'm deathly afraid of heights we went to the Eiffel tower and i was like i'm not going up there but all my friends were like we're going up so i was like i'll just sit here and wait for you guys to get back down because i'm not fucking going up there um I'm a massive pussy yeah so i just because i'm a massive <laughs> pussy yeah so i just chilled down <laughs> so i just chilled on the floor basically <laughs> and there's obviously a lot of lucky lucky people and like you know people oh, trying yeah. to scam you of your money and i just i don't know i was just really tired i I was just really, um, I think I must have just really been hungover or something. I definitely wasn't in the right frame of mind. But someone just came up to me and said, um, like, uh, they showed like a picture of this really badly, like really pixelated picture of this like little kid looking hungry and was like, oh, yeah, if you just like put your name and address, uh, email address here and you give us like 10 quid or 10 euros, uh, it'll go to this kid. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then I did that. <laughs> I just like gave them my full name and email address and 10 euros. And they walked off and I was like, well, that was stupid, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. The thing is as well, like back then, I feel like you would have been really easy to trick like that. Like just can imagine a stranger coming up to you and being like, yeah, do this. And you just being like, not that... Like, why would they be lying yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you would have been so easy to trick man <laughs> and the, the second one was it was when we were in milan so this is like literally like the next week so i'd, I'd already have this the scam for you scanned out 10 euros in my email address as well you know fresh <laughs> in my mind and um again it was it was looky looky people in like this like central plaza area where it was really busy and one of them came up to me and was like saying like oh do you want to do you want to um like a bracelet and i was like oh no thanks that's all right and they were like oh we'll give it to you free and i was like for free and they were like yeah and i was like yeah go on then so they put this bracelet on my <laughs> wrist and then they were like oh yeah it looks nice and i was like yeah it looks all right and then they said 10 euros and i was like I'm not paying nah, you 10 mate. euros. And they were like, 10 <laughs> euros? And I literally started to like rip it off. I was aggressively like, nope, this ain't fucking happening. You can take it back. And I started ripping it off. And they were like, no, 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 you can have it. You can have it. And they just walked off. And I guess they just didn't want me to make a commotion or something. And I was like, oh, sweet. It's yeah, got a free yeah, bracelet. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they, they know they're just going to get another one, don't they? They just get another sucker. Who yeah, that's like, oh, yeah. okay, here you go. Just like yeah, move yeah. on, yeah. I've mm. had the same thing, but with the... Um... I don't think it was a Hare Krishna specifically, but it was a similar religious group. A very suited and booted guy was like, hey, I've got a book I'd like you to read. And I was mm. like, I'm all right. I'm not much of a reader. And then he was like, no, I'd really like you to have this book. And then he put the book, it was several books in my hands and was like, have these books. And I was like, look, in my head, I was like, look, if it makes his fucking religious if he thinks he's going to heaven, if I take these books, they're free. Mm. Like, I don't need the books. I'll just chuck them in the bin in a minute. But if it makes him feel better, I guess that's fine. So I'm like, oh, whatever. So he gives me the books and he goes, yeah, so we suggest a donation of around 100 quid. And I was like, are you taking the piss? And I was like, well, you can take the books back. And then he said, no, I don't want to take the books back. They're your books now. Right. And then the way I got out of it, and it was similar to you, I just said, I walked over to a puddle and I said, if you don't take these books back, I'm dropping them in this puddle. Yeah. <laughs> and I went no like, books. and I went like, Whoop, and he went, oh, it's fine. And took them back. And I was like, yeah. I felt really cool actually after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. Fuck those nice. guys. I was like, take nice. your fucking heaven books and oh, stick yeah. them over your ass. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was interesting. Good track, good I'm glad we've all been scammed. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Anyway, Vinny. Mm. V dog, mm. it's over to you. Can you top the national lottery? Which nope. is going to be quite hard to beat. No, nope. fair enough. Right. Anyway, so national lottery is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the theme tune. It's not. Love you, It's the 2000 Summer Paralympics in Sydney, Australia. Spain have had a tremendously successful tournament, having finished with 107 medals, a record for their country and capping it all off with an overall third-place finish, just behind Australia and Great Britain. However, arguably, their most triumphant athletes are the team playing in the basketball ID category. ID stands for Intellectual Disability. The ID category for the Paralympics was still relatively new at this point, having only first come into the Games four years prior in 1996. This will be important later. So, what exactly is Basketball ID and how do you qualify for it? Well, it's just regular basketball as we know it, but the only catch is you are required to have an IQ of below 75 to compete. That's the only requirement. And this finally allowed people with invisible disabilities a chance to compete at the top level and bring glory to their country. And glory did this Spanish team bring home, as on the 24th of October, they smashed Russia 87 to 63 points as a 25-point deficit and took home the gold medal. But beneath the cheers and celebrations was a lie. Because as it turned out, the team 
Spain was fielding. Wasn't from Spain. <laughs> they were fielding players who weren't disabled. Oh no. That's like that. Have you seen that um is it oh, I can't remember what country it is. They fielded a team of um women's football players for this tournament. And if you look at the picture, like half of them are fucking massive and have mustaches. Um but because <laughs> they're wearing yeah, but because they're wearing um they're wearing like a headdress, you can't really see their face, and it turned out like eight of them were men. Just straight up Wow. Just Do you know what I was going to say there? When you said that thing about an invisible, an invisible, invisible disabilities, there's always mm. signs on the tube that say like some disabilities are invisible and like yeah. some, and I always just think of someone whose disability is actually being invisible and like the doors always close on them and no one gets up to sit for them because they can't see them. I just think that's funny. Mm. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, anyway. How did this even happen in the first place, you might be wondering. So, mm. at the time, Fernando Martin Vincente was the head of the Spanish Federation for People with Intellectual Disability, or FEDI for short. Now, FEDI was also a fairly new thing in 2000, having only been formed seven years prior in 1993. So being a new federation on the block, which also catered to another new category of sport on the block, Feddy wasn't given a hell of a lot of resources from the government. And the best way to get these resources is obviously to win medals. Right, okay. So, Fernando, he hatched a plan to win more medals at the Paralympics so that his federation could get a bigger budget to work with, therefore giving more Spanish athletes with ID more chances to participate and win more medals. It sounds, you know, like it could be good. Cheating for a morally wrong reason, like morally right reason. Morally, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, this he could have tried to make this work with the resources he had. <laughs> Like everyone else was doing. But, well, like everyone yeah. else was doing, yeah, and played fair. Um, but as we know, he chose the easy way out um, and <laughs> decided to, to, to choose, choose players who showed no signs of being intellectually disabled. So, yeah, the, the, the reasoning and the moral justification being the ends justifying the means. Mm. So you could, you could kind of work, work out why someone would do this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not. It doesn't. I'm not saying it justifies it. It's definitely <laughs> fucked. It's definitely it's, fucked. It's a. It's a path of rationality to someone to say the ends justify the means. Yeah. So. It's not. I. I don't stand by this. I'm just <laughs> putting that on a record. <laughs> yeah. 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 So out of the twelve players he picked for the Sydney Paralympics, just to be safe, he didn't just choose one, or two, or three. But ten ringers. <laughs> ten oh out God. of the twelve players for the Spanish basketball ID team had no ID. Right. Yeah. How they must have struggled to get they... into clubs. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah. They must have struggled to get into clubs. Oh my god. <laughs> that was a little like that... for those who Barack can't see that. <laughs> Barack Obama is definitely better than oh, that. Oh no. Joke. They had no ID. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. it. Yeah. I feel like it's still better than the Barack Obama. No. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, how the hell yeah. did they get these 10 people to pass the initial requirements to even get into this team in the first place? Um, well, there are conflicting reports about this. Some players said they purposefully tanked the IQ test they were given. Some stated they had medical documents forged for the screening process, whilst others said they didn't receive any sort of tests in the first place whatsoever. Jesus. And there was a dude who was part of the team, that same team who pretended to be disabled. Uh, his name mm. was Carlos Ribagorda, but I'm just going to be calling him Carlos. Now... Yes, Carlos. I'm just calling him Carlos. <laughs> One of the dudes from the team. He said that he had to do an exam where all he had to do is just do six press-ups 
and then have his blood pressure tested. So yeah, obviously really shit and like shaky requirements to this um, mm. ID thing for like, for, you know, they could have easily like actually <laughs> done the stuff to make sure these people were actually who they say they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it the Spanish Federation that were doing these shaky tests or was it like the Olympic Committee that was doing the shaky tests? Oh, uh, both. <laughs> As in like the Paralympic people should have been screening this shit more vigilant as well yeah Yeah, they really should have like they they dropped the ball really hard on this one as well um that or maybe they just paid off the right people but you know there wasn't anything on that lebron james turns up (laughs) (laughs) he's just calling himself he's calling himself lebron LeBron. hammers and he's just like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah now carlos has come out and said most of the stuff in interviews about this whole thing and scandal, and that is for good reason. Because as it turned out, he was an undercover journalist the entire time. Carlos had been working to infiltrate this ring for about two years and was successfully called up to play in the Sydney Games five months before they started. He must have been quite oh good at basketball. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, I think like he was just really good at basketball, maybe, and then he—that's why they picked him. I think he might have caught wind of like some sort of corruption thing happening, yeah. maybe. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, it's insane. Like, <laughs> absolutely insane. He was quoted as saying later in an interview, "There were five months of training with not a single disabled person in sight. The two genuinely disabled people came from outside Madrid." So I think they just got loads of people from in, in, in Madrid, like, so they'd probably yeah. get a lot of good players there. It's one with the games they went, and they absolutely crushed the opposition, as to be expected. There was so much of a disparity that when they were up by 30 points against China in their first game, the coach allegedly said to the team, you know, this in Spanish though, lads, move down a gear, <laughs> or they'll figure out you're not disabled. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no way. Yeah, that's that, that is insane. That's what Carlos uh, said, and why would he lie? <laughs> Fucking hell, Carlos, you legend. This reminded me of a film. Did you ever watch uh, The Ringer, which had um Johnny Knoxville in? No. No. Mark, do you remember the South Park episode where Carlos I know the South Park goes, episode. Yeah, yeah, pretends to pretends to be um socially not socially, uh, mentally... Uh, he pretends to be disabled yeah. so he can go to the Special Olympics and, like, smash the competition. Yeah. But because he is just f- a fat piece of shit, he just loses anyway. Oh, yeah. The best way <laughs> he comes last in everything. And he gets, he comes like, last in everything. He gets, like, yeah. the award, like, the Wooden Spoon Award at the end where it's, like, for, like, you know, best effort, you know? <laughs> and he's, yeah. like... And he's, like... For fuck's sake, because he thought he was going to win the whole thing because he was like, oh, you know, I'm not actually, like, disabled, yeah. but it just stands out because he's a fat piece of shit. But that that's... Like, these guys... That, that, yeah. yeah, that was based on the movie The Ringer, I'm pretty sure. Right, and, okay, um, yeah. I, just, I watched a few clips of it because I, I just to jog my memory, and um, <laughs> they were like, there's actors in there who who aren't, like, disabled, like, mentally disabled, mm-hmm. and, like, p- like playing mentally disabled characters. And I was just thinking, no way in fucking hell would this come out today. Right, yeah. <laughs> but isn't that, like, Forrest Gump, like you were saying, Seb? Like, would is Forrest Gump in the same vein as that? Yeah. Well, he is doing a funny voice. Do you know what I did watch recently? Speaking of disabled basketball, that film with Woody Harrelson in about the disabled basketball team. He's, like, a coach, and he gets a DUI, so he has to do, like community service coaching a disabled basketball team is that really? why, that's not white man can't jump is it no that's that's my that that's a that's a very old basketball this is new because that's that's harrison that's um woody harrison no, that's woody harrison and um blade whatever is that wesley Snipes. did you say did you say woody harrison yeah woody harrison but it's new it's a new film so he's done two oh he's done two basketball films yeah but he plays like a coach and um fair play it's really good i'd definitely recommend watching it sweet with, with actual, yeah, they're all like legitimate people. disabled people, and it's not really like these Spanish no. frauds. <laughs> it's not LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James. Sorry. <laughs> Although I yeah. think there is a, I think there might be a joke about it because spoiler alert, they like get to the final of their like league cup, and then they come up against this team from like Minnesota, and they're all massive. And yeah. I think one of them mm. says like, "Oh God, it's Spain all over again," or something like that. Like, there's definitely oh, right, like a joke okay. about it in there. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 
It'd be rude not to. So yeah, they obliterated China, they obliterated the competition, win the gold medal, uh, the games have ended, and people obviously start snapping pictures of the victorious team because that's going to happen. They, they, they probably do loads of interviews and shit, and they like, you know... Mm. Uh, start publishing all of this online. So the extremely obvious happens next. People who know these people see the pictures online and start commenting, oh, yeah. wait a minute, I know that dude. He's He is not disabled in any way, shape or form. The trouble is though, is it's such a like, it's such a like non-internet hustle in an internet age like you can really yeah. imagine like the 65 year old guy was like there's no possible way this can come back to haunt us then he puts on the internet immediately the whole world sees it and says that yeah, kid's not yeah. disabled yeah 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 oh my goodness so sensing the oncoming storm officials told the team to wear hats in public and to grow out their beards so that they wouldn't get so easily recognised. I'm not making this up. And wear those glasses with the nose. <laughs> yeah. I was literally about to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> we read a big newspaper on a bench. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they tried to, tried to do some damage control. But the problem was, when the plane landed in Spain, our little boy, Carlos, from earlier, he blew the whistle on the mm. whole, whole shebang. Wow. Not only was the basketball team found out, but Carlos also claimed that Spanish athletes in other categories, such as track and field, table tennis and swimming, weren't mentally disabled as well. And this, again, for the mm. Spanish side. Yeah. Fernando resigned as head of Fedi, unsurprisingly. Spain were made to give back their gold medals, and as a result of this huge fuck-off scandal, the Paralympics would suspend all intellectual disability events at the Games, a suspension that wouldn't get lifted until nine years later. Fucking hell, boys. Yeah, fucked. Bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah, um, in 2013, Fernando was finally found guilty and was charged with fraud and forgery, and as a result, was made to give back all the sponsorship money that he gained from the team, and was also fined a pretty meagre 5,400 euros. Is that oh, it? That is meagre, yeah. I guess Five he, and a half grand? I guess he like had to give back all the shit that he, um, he got from it, and also... So that's kind of like a fine as well. Yeah, yeah. and he paid a shit ton of legal fees, because this was like... 13 years after it happened. He'd have probably been banned from all sporting-related activities forever and stuff like that as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But none of the players were charged with anything. What? Yeah. Are you joking? They pinned it all on They're the, the ones who fucking did it. The, uh, right, the I have never understood it. I mean, I'm not just saying this to be like, oh, I'm such a good person, blah, blah, blah. I've never understood like sandbagging as a cheating method. Like, I understand steroids because you're trying to, like, in your head, you're like, I'm trying to become the best version of myself. I'm getting to a level that I couldn't previously get to. Mm. But sandbagging, like, pretending that you're worse so you can go into a worse category and then be better is so weird to me because you're completely yeah. robbing yourself of any ability to, like, feel like... Brag or... Yeah, yeah like, it's so weird. Yeah. It happens, like, the only reason I bring it up is, and the only reason I, like, it's massive in jiu-jitsu, it's, like, a huge problem, is sandbagging. Obviously not, it's not even close to the same thing. What those Spanish guys did is infinitely worse. But, like, in jiu-jitsu, it's really common for, like, it's like John Danaher, who's one of the, we, you spoke about him in the um, Sloppy BJJ episode. Yeah. Um, John Danaher notoriously sandbagged all his belt levels. So, like, a blue belt, at John Danaher is like a fucking black belt anywhere else, which is, I guess, cool. But what it means is, is that when fucking John Danaher's guys go to competitions, a real blue belt is someone who's maybe got two or three years experience. Mm. His blue belt's been fighting for like 15 years. And just because, yeah, John Danaher's a bit of a dick about giving his belts out 
doesn't mean that these guys who've been literally training for 15 years should be in the same. And people just get like fucking like suplexed and ripped to shreds. And it's just <laughs> By shit. By the Dan her death squad. By the Dan, <laughs> the Dan her death squad turn up in like fucking blue belts. And you're like, what? Like imagine like, <laughs> yeah. I, like I, I could conceivably, I might not ever get there, but I could conceivably be a blue belt like next year or the year after. I turn up mm. to a competition and the fucking Dan and her death squad rock up and they're like in my category. <laughs> That's not fair. That's shit. That'd be so funny. That'd It'd be, be hilarious. But what I mean is, like, it totally <laughs> takes away your success. It legitimizes, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, you're not winning because you're you're not fighting at your own level. From a personal level, it just feels like you would want to... You wouldn't feel satisfied with that level of success. It's weird, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah I, don't, I just don't understand it. Yeah, Carlos said in an interview that the celebrations from, like, all the players who, you know, the 10 that weren't... Uh, who they said they were, um, they were all, like, really muted celebrations and, like, they didn't speak about the whole thing afterwards. They just went their separate ways. They were, like... They felt a bit bad. Yeah, they were just obviously, like, yeah, that's not good, what we did. Like, Yeah, we fucked up, really, yeah. Yeah, I think they were just probably paid a lot of money or something. And then... None of them were held accountable. Madness. Yeah. So, in the end, not only was this majority-abled-minded team playing against mentally disabled players a complete and utter farce and mockery of the Paralympics as a whole. But its inevitable fall led to absolutely no athletes with visible disabilities being able to compete in the Games for nearly a whole decade. Jesus That's a whole Christ. generation of athletes. Yeah, that could yeah, have been. yeah. It also deprived the two actual permitted basketball players on that Spanish team <laughs> their own gold medals through completely no fault of their own. Yeah. And my closing line is, so yeah, it's pretty fucked and honestly insane that it even happened in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that's... Jesus. Oh, that 10-year gap is horrendous. That's <laughs> yeah. so bad. That's it's, what really fucks it. You went into it being like, this is a win-win scenario just because I'm just going to get lots of money for... It's going to help the disabled people. This will be fantastic. And then it ended up with, like, fucking over everyone. Yeah. That's man. awful, man. Damn. I can't believe I've never actually heard that story either, being such, like, a big sports fanatic that I am. I've never, ever heard that story. I've heard of, of it, but I didn't know stories about... ever. Yeah. I didn't know the details. I've only ever heard it from, like, one source ever, but it is massive. Like, when I heard it, I was like, what the fuck? Have I not heard this before? This is actually (laughs) so ridiculous. That's obscene. There should be a really good movie made out of that. I feel like that's got, like, great movie potential. Yeah, kind of, but it's not much of a happy ending, is it? Movies don't have to be happy. They can be... That's true, yeah. Yeah. It'd be a really interesting, like, documentary or something, for sure. Um, But, oh, God, that's awful. Yeah. Oh dear. Like yeah. at least I know so it sounds harsh, up. but like at least the guys, the other teams at those Paralympics still got to compete. So like yeah. you know, China, the Chinese guys still got to go to the actual Paralympics. Whereas like fucking mm. oh god, like ten years of people who could have been representing their country mm-hmm. weren't allowed for no fault of their own. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for no for no fault of their own whatsoever. That's fucking appalling. Well, I need to make a decision, and it is a little. It is. Dif- it's a difficult decision to make, but I have. I have made it reasonably quickly. Okay. Um, <laughs> actually, Seb, you okay there? Because where's he going? I fell off my chair, but all right. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's mental. I never really. Th- so I've never really heard of that. Well, I said I never heard of that, so I've never heard of it. But and also, I never really considered the lottery are con either, which it is. They're mm. both fully fledged cons. Mm. But which one is the best? Now, the Paralympic athletes one is fucking mental. That's one of the, the most ridiculous stories I've ever heard in my entire life. The, like, twists and turns and the massive impact that is given to all those people. Um, de- yeah. Depriving that whole generation of athletes the ability to even attempt to compete legitimately mm. based on one bloke's selfishness and just being a total twat uh, is ridiculous. And obviously, and he was in it for himself as well. Like, let's oh, yeah. Real. Oh, yeah, making, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. making loads of money. He can say it's about the disabled kids, but he's making loads of money. And also just like for his own ego as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like that con literally has got no positives. 
It's got no pros. And the National Lottery is a difficult one because it is a it is a massive con. You are never going to win it. Like every time you buy a ticket, you're not going you won't win. Like you said, the the odds are so fucking unlikely. People do win it. But you just it's just but not you gonna don't. happen for you. People yeah, do, but you, you don't. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. But it it does actually it does help some people. It probably does. I mean, if we're being honest, it probably does That's help genuinely thing. disabled kids go play genuine disabled basketball. If you ask the genuine disabled kids who wanted to go to the Paralympics, like what they think of the national lottery, they would not. They probably wouldn't think it was a con. They'd probably be quite grateful. Yeah. And I think that probably sets it apart. Not that it's not a con. It is legit a fucking con. And in and and I guess it's made a little bit worse by the fact that they they it, you know they butter it up by giving a chunk of the money to charity, which is a good. It's like yeah, it's a good. It's thing, like when a drug a dealer gives to... gives money to charity. It's like well, that bit's good, but <laughs> the rest of it's yeah. not. It doesn't like it's difficult. Yeah. Isn't it? mm. They're kind of doing yeah. They're kind of doing it so that they can carry on doing the yeah. con yeah. but self-preservation but the people that get affected by the good work that it does do, it doesn't make a difference to them at that point what's happening because they wouldn't be able to do it without it and i think that's the thing that holds it back really whereas with the basketball thing there's absolutely <laughs> nothing good about that story <laughs> it's fucking it's awful, horrendous yeah. start to be no one not a single person has gained from that like li- not even the two people that were on the team they lost their medals Everyone's lost. Like no one has won. Everyone has yeah. lost. Like sport has not been better for it. It's like, it's just made a. F- it's and it's made a. F- the worst thing is as well, which I feel passionate. It's made a f- sport is for everybody. Is for everybody. It doesn't matter about race, creed, color, age, fucking gender or disability. And what that has done is made a complete farce of the Paralympics. Yeah, yeah it's true. Because you've just stuck a load of able non-Paralympic athletes into the Olympics just to, to win. Like, that's made a complete farce mm. of the whole thing. That's making sport not for everybody. You're saying, oh, well, you know, fuck it. You know, you can only win if you're, you know, abled, you know, rather than disabled, which is just, yeah, yeah I fucking hate that. It strips all the effort as well that those people have yeah, put Yeah, it in. just, just also, completely it, ruins the whole thing. Again, I feel like the only reason they managed to get away with that as well is because it's not a visible disability. Like, if you fucking yeah. sent a bunch of guys with legs to run in the 100-meter Paralympic race, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, well, yeah. what the fuck is that? You can't yeah, do that. Like, you know, like, that's outrageous. Hide. Yeah, it's a lot harder And to you'd hide. be exactly. like, also, those, like, it's all about context. Running yeah. really fast on blades is fucking wicked. But it's not going to be as fast as someone with legs because blades aren't legs. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you'd put all that effort and training into running really fast that. on your blades. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just shit. Like, it's just shit. It's, I mean, it just makes a, a farce of the whole thing. Mm. And for that reason, I think that absolutely horrendous story of the Spanish Paralympic basketball team, 2000 Sydney Olympics, Paralympics, sorry, has got to be the greatest. Um, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, is like the greatest con of all, all time. All scams and um, cons are bad, man. It's, they are yeah, all horrendous, yeah. Fuck those guys, yeah. And, um... Fuck the National Lottery to an extent as well. Well done for doing some good stuff. But like you said, Seb, it's a bit like a drug dealer giving money to charity. And most importantly, don't forget... Fuck, fuck the, the donkey, donkey sanctuary. sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's not it the coming. donkey's fault, but they're making the donkeys suffer more by not just s- saving them. Do you know like, I, do you know what, right? I, when I was working in the office, a bloke in there who's like... He was a senior senior manager in this massive company. He should be on a fat stack of paper, right? Yeah. He's the one who sparked my hatred for the Donkey Sanctuary. He, one day, he just sat from his desk and he went, you're fucking joking. You are fucking joking. He was like, come here. I'm like, all right. He's like, have a look at this fucking job advert. Donkey Sanctuary, head of marketing, like stuff that is way below his ability as like an executive in a company, yeah? Mm. Just a regular like m- marketing bloke. £83,000 a year was the salary. Mm. It's like, it's it's how you know of them in the first place like, is that what? they're so good at advertising. That's it. So And it's just a money make. It's it's the most profitable charity in the fucking most country. Most profitable non-profit organisation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Isn't UNICEF the most exactly. profitable non-profit organisation? Is it UNICEF or? Almost. Yeah, well, th- there used to be a website. It might still exist Water where age. you could put in... 
you could like put in a charity name yeah. and it will tell you the percentage of your pound that you give that goes to the cause. Oh, yeah. Oh, and so really? you and so there are charities where 100 percent go. So people would use that as like a a thing to say, well, you know, sometimes yes, yeah, some money needs to be reinvested to be able to make more money for the charity. I totally get that, but not like none. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got to be at least like 90 percent or higher. It's a fucking charity. It should work on volunteer work and everything else. But there we go. Anyway, well, that was a great episode. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to both of those things, and I I enjoyed our stories of being scammed about trying to see a son belongs their body which i obviously fell for like fucking of course times. Mm. <laughs> you know i did that so many times but um there we go if you like that episode smash that five star button <laughs> smash that follow button um tell all your mates <laughs> <laughs> and make sure make sure you go back and listen to the back catalogue as well of all the Sorry. of all the episodes that we've got and we'll they cannot stop droidicas I'm gonna have to leave that in sir. <laughs> it's um I think it's all gone to shit here. We're very tired. Right. <laughs> Your Love Jedi you, man tricks won't work on me. Only money. <laughs> that's you, an actual bit. That's, that's in. That's in the that's fucking film. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs>